Happy listeners. How's it going this week? We got a new one. We're finally finishing the last two episodes of The Last Dance. Um, excited about this. Uh, Jade, got to start off. How many times did you watch this, the two? Two, just like all the other ones. Just Twice like all that. Once for right. my own entertainment and once for prep. Once for entertainment, once for prep. Okay. Um, uh, Matt, how many times have you watched it? It, it was the same. And a couple of times I would like, I'd wind it back just to watch a moment again because it was so good. There's so many parts of it that were just perfect. Oh, perfect, yeah. And we're going to be breaking down towards the end. I got some questions about just the documentary as a whole and how they shot it. So, but we'll start off some stuff. So they go right into episode nine. They start with Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan. I got a question for you, Jay. Do Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan have the same or similar mentalities because both of those guys were some of the cockiest players ever. So do they kind of have a similar mentality or what's going on with that? I think they're not as similar as it might seem. Um, I think Reggie seems closer to Jordan because he wasn't afraid of MJ. But I don't necessarily think that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Continue. Uh, I don't think, I think when it comes to mentality, Jordan is always like just kind of on a different level with as far as he was willing to take it. I think Reggie was willing to take it kind of just far enough and Michael took it too far. Just, <laughs> okay. Got it. Just, <laughs> As Jordan took every series. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the new meme, but it'll just be someone saying something. Oh, random. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jordan going, so I took it personal. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> just that. <laughs> I love that meme so much now. We got a new, new Michael Jordan meme with it all. And, Matt, do you think the Indian, that Indianapolis team was probably the best competition other than Detroit oh, that oh, Michael had ever with, played against? Yeah, without a doubt. Like I was I was thinking about this earlier and this might not be the most intelligent thought. But it was like Michael the only thing that stopped that possibly stopped that um Indiana team from winning the finals was Michael Jordan because I think they probably would have been able to at least like that Indiana team might have been able to beat the Jazz. Like it might have been able to. Yeah, that was my follow-up question for you. If if that Bulls if that Bulls team lost, that Indiana team that was just so well-rounded, would they have beaten that Utah team that was so killer with the the duo of Stockton and Malone? If they hadn't, they definitely would have gone the distance because. Stockton and Malone, God, they they deserved they deserved to win at least once because they were just outstanding, like just freakish, freakishly good. What for me, I always whenever it's like the similar conference or the same conference as the two best teams, I always compare it to Golden State and what the Houston Rockets were like two years ago, where it's like, yeah, there's that team in the Eastern Conference. 
but really the finals is these two teams because they're the best two teams. And I feel like that was more of uh, more of the reality with it. Um, one of the things I loved that I noticed with Indiana fans, there was this r- blonde hair woman oh, just screaming at the ball. The, the oh, the definite like I was like, oh, you were like the drunk fan that's super aggressive. Oh man, I saw, I, 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 I like couldn't help but laugh with it. I like that scene so much because part of the scene is this guy in front of her turning around and looking at her as she's screaming. <laughs> like he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and like she's so angry. Like you can see it in her face. She's just furious. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like you do you. <laughs> um, Jade. So the push off is push off by Reggie. I don't think it's one personally, but there's always been the question with the push off that he had with that final shot. He definitely pushed. He definitely pushed off. The last two minute report nowadays would have been all over that play. There's no way that was not a push off. But remember how you would guard in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, he still couldn't push. Reggie Miller even he even said <laughs> I pushed him. He came right out in the documentary. He said I lightly nudged him. He no. used the words correctly. He finessed the words. That, that did not look like a finesse move to me. It looked like a shove. Like look at the space he made. A, a slight nudge does not create that kind of space. <laughs> okay, fine then. We'll agree as usual. Um, but Jay, was the Indiana team itself better overall than that Bulls team? That's really hard because Michael Jordan is such an X factor when it comes to him and the playoffs and his just his ability to will himself and his team through things. Um I don't know. I think they were, I think the fact that they went seven games and the way that things went, they were just, they were pretty evenly matched. And I don't think it should have ever been considered a given that the Bulls were going to come out of that series. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, But say, say we take the like 94, 95 Bulls team without Jordan. So they were a more well-rounded team. Yeah. Those yeah, two Indiana, around yeah. the team going at each other. Indiana for sure. Indiana yeah, for sure. Yeah. We got a unanimous vote. Indiana for sure with it. Yeah. I feel so bad for Reggie. He oh, just God, yeah. I know Reggie is probably my favorite NBA player that doesn't have a ring. Yep. I yeah. just yeah. Could <laughs> catch a break. Yeah. Every single time he got close, yeah. it was just like and his last season, too, like, his last season is always so heartbreaking for me because if Malice at the Palace had not happened and Ron Artest oh, yes. had not been suspended, that was another one of those years where the finals was decided in the conference finals. Whoever came out of the East was winning that year. And because of those suspensions, Indiana didn't get to uh, – Indiana was beat by Detroit, and Detroit went on to win. And I've heard Reggie talking about it, and he that's what he said. He's like, we knew a defensive team was going to win the finals that year. 
it was going to be us and it, or it was going to be Detroit. And yeah. because yeah. of those suspensions, they, Indiana didn't get out of the conference. So that like, and in his last season, like it would have been so perfect. Just to and Cinderella story from it all. I because f- that year before, they had six. They had sixty one wins the year before. So like, that was a really great underrated team with it. Yeah. So nobody talks about. I don't. That team is not talked about enough. They they don't get. I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. I they I don't. think that that team only comes up when people are talking about like what ifs. Like yeah. what if like because. Yeah. Because that team, oh, they were so stacked. Like, it, it almost hurts exactly. to think about it. Like, exactly. Like, if you look, if you go on to um, basketball reference and you look up the Indiana Pacers, all of their wins, all of their championships wins are, are from the ABA. They have no NBA championship uh, wins, and they kept on, they got so close so many times, and it's just like, it's like that team is cursed for some reason. It's just... It, they're inches. They get inches to it. And then, of course, he plays against some of the two greatest dynasties in all time with the Chicago Bulls and the L.A. Lakers. Like, I'm sorry. When you are going up against those two dynasties, you're not going to win. If Reggie's career had started five years earlier or five years later, oh, he would yeah. have he would have I remember the year that Boston won it, um oh seven, oh eight, they actually tried to get him out of retirement yeah, for the not, playoffs. Oh yeah. And yeah. I remember he was just like, no. Because Boston was like taking every other old player that was still willing to play. Like they had PJ Brown, they had Sam Cassell who was barely playing. Like <laughs> it was just like the senior citizen squad. Like Garnett was like <laughs> borderline the youngest guy and he was 30 like okay, no that like, was an old geezer squad can, can i just say that 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 is the most disappointing big three in like nba history just like they're just they just underperformed oh only, sorry boston fans are going to kill me for this but they underperformed they were nothing only one finals out of those three like yeah like come on one, now <laughs> you need to with yeah, those you need three, at least two. Like that two was with, like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, you lose to a Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol led team. They had great role <laughs> players, but really it was just those two. And like you have these big three, and then you have like Rajon Rondo and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you guys should really have one more. No, yeah, I like, I agree. LeBron is with great, you. but he's not that great. Like, come on. Hot take that I agree with, hotter than hot with it all. Okay, so gets past Reggie. Now we're going for that 97 finals. Um, if Malone had never won that MVP, Jade, do you think Jordan would have had that fire? To, would he would have had that taking something personally there? Or what would he had made up? Would he have been like, John Stockton took my New Balance deal, that son of a gun. (laughs) I was just going to say, as you were saying that, if there's one thing we've learned about Michael Jordan over these 10 episodes, is that if there there wasn't a real thing, in this case, Stockton getting the MVP, he would have made something up. Or he would have found something else. Like... in every instance where you have that story of this is what Michael used, 
That's just what was there at the time. He, it, it could have been anything, and it would have been. It would have been anything. Whatever. Jeff Hornacek snored at the uh, sneeze at the free throw line, <laughs> so I took it personally. <laughs> like, like, what was that one episode where he said that he made up something to get himself angry? Oh yeah. Like, what? That was last week. <laughs> yeah, he he scored. The guy had a career night, and he made up that the guy said. Good game, Michael. I feel so bad for that player. They're like, I have a career game. The next time I play you, you slaughter me for something I didn't do. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with that? But so then it segues into, we're going to go to Jordan playing with, now that we learned, food poisoning. Matt, I got to ask you. What kind of pizza was it? Are we talking okay. like pepperoni? Are we talking about Hawaiian, supreme meat lovers? Like, what's making Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, almost die on the court? I probably spent more time thinking about this question than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, okay, let's look at this from all angles. What type of pizza? So, like, I thought I once got food poisoning from pizza. And it was a meat lover's pizza. And you got to think about it. Meat lover's pizza would be the easiest pizza to food poison somebody with them because so many different types of meat could have been bad on that pizza. You know, like pineapple, I don't, if it goes bad, I think it just smells and you don't eat it. But like meat lover's pizza, you got the pepperoni, you got the sausage, you got the bacon, you got like salami on that thing. Like any of those could have been bad. So I think that's the best like possibility. Okay, so not even like a taco pizza. Well, in the nineties, there was not taco pizza. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe it's like instead of like being real authentic, it's just like a regular cheese pizza, but then they just put some lettuce and crumple up some Doritos <laughs> on top, and they're like, ba bam. That's funny <laughs> that you say that. My choice was much less technical than Matt's, but I, <laughs> yeah, went, I, with, say, I went I went with the snarky answer of cheese pizza, because if you're going to eat a pizza with just cheese, that should be enough to make anybody sick. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, high five just, on that one. Cheese pizzas are just gross. Yeah. But, like, but you can put it, anything on a pizza, and you're going to just eat. Like, make grilled cheese if you yes. just bread and cheese. <laughs> Dip it in some ketchup. There you, you just go. fold the pizza in half, and you just have a big round grilled cheese. Boom. There you go. Do right, you think on. they added some stuffed crust? Was Jordan getting some comfort food during these stressful times? <laughs> okay, what was stuffed crust? Was he there? packing some extra carbs, knowing that he's going to have some stressful times against Byron Russell and everyone like that? When they were talking about it, and and um, whoever I can't remember who it was was explaining how it happened that he was hungry and they had to call around. Like once they started saying like they had to call around and this was the only place open, I was like, yeah, of course you got food poisoning because that place (laughs) is not good. And that's why they're the only one still open because they have to make every buck they can make. Well, I got, I had something I didn't, and you guys might be able to explain to me when they said there was like the five guys there waiting, was it because that they knew it was Michael Jordan or were they like, kind of like staking out the place because like he was like i had a bad feeling and i was like what were you guys about to be robbed like did you have a bad feeling like what did you mean you had a bad feeling about this like i took it to mean that they figured out that jordan was there so that everybody that was okay yeah 
That's what I was thinking, but at the same time, knowing what Jordan had ties with and everything, I thought, well, maybe there's a hit going out for him. <laughs> and like, they were just like, this dude is going to need some pizza. We'll get so, Matt, right. because you, this is your first time on the show, you don't know that Taylor turns everything into an insane conspiracy. Ooh, this so is I love it. You've, you've been officially initiated into Hardcore Honeys now that you've heard one of Taylor's like conspiracy theories. At a we theory. have a whole episode on NBA conspiracies, <laughs> I, I and that's just like that. we just we just put our toe in the water with that one. We just <laughs> eased it. I could like, put I, my whole foot in, and we'd be all lost forever. I was, but, I was like, okay, so like jazz fans are insane. Um, are they insane enough to poison Michael Jordan, or was it just a CD pizza joint that had? past the due date you know meet on their on their pizza i i can't decide because i'm like yeah, nba like, fans are insane there you can go to great lengths to one up you know the the, the other team so if i go with my brain conspiracy theory <laughs> if i go with my brain i say it was just food poisoning and it was just a bunch of guys that were just like oh, we're going to michael jordan um, but my heart says, no, this was like a hit out for Michael to take him out. <laughs> I want to trust my heart. My that heart that pizza joint was actually one of the uh, uh, one of the um, sponsors of the Utah Jazz. So they had serious money built into the Utah the it's Utah Jazz winning the finals. Mormon <laughs> Mafia, Mormon <laughs> Mafia, watch out! They're coming to get you. Uh, oh my gosh. One of the players' focal point was Byron Russell. Do you think he could? So he gave him lip. So we're going to start off with that. Gave Jordan lip. Was that the first downfall for Utah, Matt? Mm, no. The first lip was, well, okay. Maybe, like, personally, if somebody gave me lip, I'm not going to write their name down in, like, a book or, like, remember their name for like years, but Michael Jordan is that type of person. But, like, he would he have been – like, it seemed, at least from the documentary, that he took the MVP of Carl Malone as a bigger slight than Russell, like, being like, oh, yeah, I could guard you, and that's why you left. So, like – I don't know, like maybe a small domino, but like Michael Jordan blows everything out of proportion. So like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so when they were interviewing Jerry Sloan at the end of the game, at the flu game, he didn't know that Jordan was sick. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was odd? Because it was on, it was known to the media and everyone that, Jordan's not Jordan's not looking good and he's not mm-hmm. feeling well. So shouldn't it be in the scouting report? Is that well, like would it be in the scouting report though, right? Because just because the media knows doesn't necessarily mean the other team knows. But right? Is, if he's playing, if he's playing, if he's not on if he's not listed as being out for flu-like symptoms, then I don't think there's necessarily any reason for the opposing coach to know. And that I actually found this really, really interesting because I was thinking back to the Eastern Conference semifinals last season when Joel Embiid was sick. 
And you didn't have to have a scouting report to know Joel Embiid was sick because he was a giant baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that he got a lot of blowback about. It wasn't that he was playing sick. It was that you made you made, you let everybody know you were playing sick. Jordan had a different kind of mentality. He was not going to let the other team have that mental advantage of knowing that he was not okay. Right? So he pushed through it and yeah, the media knew, knew he looked bad, but even in the in the clips that they showed, he didn't look that bad. Like mm-hmm. he didn't look so bad that I would have assumed he was sick if they hadn't been talking about it. Adrenaline yeah, it kicking like, in. He he only seemed sick during or like like maybe something was up during the the timeouts and at the end of the game where he had to hold on to Pippen to Pippen from to stop himself from falling down. So like Right. He looked like MJ. He he was playing like yeah. MJ, you know? Yeah, that's that's kind of the only way to put it. He was playing like MJ. Okay. I, w- I was gonna add something though. Add it. Um I feel like if that happened nowadays, you would know instantly, like the day before or five minutes after Jordan got sick that he has food poisoning or something's up. I think he that happened at a point in time where because of the lack of cell phones and interconnectivity, the, the, the other team had a better chance of not knowing. I think if that yeah. happened nowadays, be, people would know. It could be under the radar at that time in a way that just is really, really unlikely now. Yeah. yeah. So then, now, Steve Kerr, they have a huge segment with Steve Kerr. Uh, Jade, first of all, I got to ask, do they think, do you think they had a segment on Steve Kerr just because of what Steve Kerr is to the league right now with him being the Warriors head coach? No, I think with that, with that game-winning shot, you kind of had to give Steve Kerr a little something-something, regardless of what he's doing now. And was he one of, like, Jordan's, like, Close ones like Scott Burrell and Scotty in them, or do you think? Yeah, it seemed like they had they had a bit of a thing because I, I guess Steve respected Michael enough, and he uh, didn't back down. But he exactly he didn't back down. So Jordan also in turn respected him back. He did have the heart, and they also both had stories with their father had some tragic history with it which when i'm hearing what steve kerr's dad was oh my gosh he was ahead of his time when it came to progressive thinking and just social social justice at the time and everything so i thought that was when it came both michael and steve kerr also came from very professional well-read well-educated hard-working men so they just slightly different uh, times or slightly different era, uh, different places of growing up. One was more suburbs. One was in the country. Uh, but so he starts doing starts shooting poorly in the finals. Matt Jordan still gives him the green light to keep on shooting in that game. As a role player like Steve Kerr, who's maybe getting five six shots a game, what's that say to you as a player, Michael Jordan saying? You're having a bad shooting night up until now. You're having a bad shooting night up until now. The rest yeah. of the game is a good game for you. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Jade knows exactly what I'm going to say, but I saw a connection between um, Cora having a bad night and then Jordan giving him the green light and Fred Van Fleet being god-awful for, like, (laughs) so much of the Eastern Conference Finals and then giving... and still being given the green light and then becoming the Fred Van Fleet that people now talk about, like, this amazing... I'm going to drop 20 on you every night. Like, I feel like if you're a... If you're a player that time and time again has shown that you can come in clutch or you can have big nights or that you can be relied on, you will always have somebody who believes in you or who has trust in you. And Cora did have those moments before that time. And I think Michael Jordan was like, look, I truly believe that you can do this because we're going to need you to come in clutch. And as you can see... In that um, little section of the series, Cora is so happy on the bench when Michael Jordan was like, look, you are who we need right now. Like, Cora was like, yeah, man, I, I am. I'm coming in college. He's just watching. Yeah, it I'll be open for you. And you know in the yeah. back of his head, like, oh, my God, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, Jordan this was is like, the yeah, final. okay, calm and down. they're saying, yeah, shoot the ball. Like, oh, my God. So <laughs> they win the game. They win the series back-to-back again. Well, it's time to go back at it, and it ends up going against Utah. Then, kind of, all hell breaks loose. Rodman leaves. Nowhere, nowhere he went. And nowhere, next thing you know, he's with Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan had his weird phase of his blonde handlebar mustache and his real dark, fake five o'clock shadow. So <laughs> Matt, as a coach and a teammate, how the hell do you feel about that? Okay. Because this isn't scheduled like the other one. The other time was like, yeah, we told you to go. You went a little bit longer than you were supposed to, but whatever. This also, was just like, I'm done. It Deuces. wasn't the playoffs the first time either, was it? Yeah, no, I think it was just when he went season, to Vegas. Yeah. So like we're in we're you're in the finals and you're disappearing without telling like I would have been so mad I would have been yeah. so mad like I I got to I got to put myself in like Phil Jackson's shoes where he like understood that Rodman is like this like this beast on the floor that you can. You're not supposed to like leash him up. You got to give him some 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 leash to actually go out and do exactly what Rodman does. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, it's the finals. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand. Like you're gonna have plenty of time to go out and just do you. But it's the finals. Like I would have been like, I would have been angry. But at the same time, I, I would have been like, okay, Rodman is just this is Rodman. This way you have to deal with. With him being on the team, you just got to let him do him to get everything he gives you. And I think as a player and probably as a coach, I would keep on telling myself that and also silently pray that he comes back before game one. Right. (laughs) Right. I would have been like, please, God. (laughs) One thing I've also noticed through the documentary with just interviewing Rodman two things first of all he is 
very self-aware of how crazy he was, all the antics that he was as a person growing up, which is something I really appreciate. Um, and also, he just owns up to all of it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did it. It wasn't that smart of a idea, but I did it, <laughs> and I had fun with it, and that's all I can say about it. And I got to respect him now for it. I'd be like, you've owned up to it. You understand who you used to be or what you were and stuff, and you've grown up and everything. So I was like, I like older Rodman. I can kind of, <laughs> I mean, you're friends with a dictator, but I mean, I can get on with some of what you are. Side note, is it whether or not that dictator is actually alive? Like, I'm not sure. Like, people kind of keeping that on the down low. Like, if he's actually still, because he had that health scare and then no one has seen him for like two months. Wait, new conspiracy? Oh, God, no, I shouldn't have said anything. What are you doing to me, Matt? <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought everybody... Okay, this. no, before we get too far with that one, Malone and Rodman tripping each other was one of the funniest things I've ever seen because both of the guys knew we're both flopping and stuff because then at the end, you see them both just, like, hit, the, like, the their backs, like, the butt, like... Yeah, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I like seeing that considering how crazy Rodman is and how redneck Malone is. <laughs> <laughs> Two very polar opposite people going at it. Uh, then we get to games, get to game five, uh, six. Pippen's injured with a back injury. Oh, yeah. As Michael Jordan, your mentality does it switch at all, or has your mentality already been like, I'm going at it? Yeah, Jeez. Jordan, that was one of the things that they mentioned that I found interesting was, I can't remember who said it, but they were saying that Michael Jordan has this thing where he's just always 100% in the moment. So I think because of that, he didn't, he his mentality didn't need to change in the way that most of us would, because... The moment has changed. That's that's it. Like he doesn't he didn't have to work to adjust to the new reality because he was always just that zoned in to, to right now. And if right now changes, OK, we're still in right now. True. Uh, and then, Matt, considering how diva ish it's been really played off that Pippen has been, what does how does that make you feel seeing on what he was doing, still trying in game game five with that or game six with that back injury. I, I feel like personally, I didn't get the idea. I didn't feel like Pippen was this massive dick for like throughout the series. I thought he was just a player wanting to get what he rightly deserved. Um, and I feel like you watch that that game and you're like, how can you say that this guy does not care about his team? Yeah, like, Jay. obviously, he's going out there, and he's in, like, you can see just in this face that he's in pain. He's in considerable considerable pain. So, like, yeah, he wanted the money he deserved, which he did deserve. He's one of the best players of all time. But that shows you that in that moment, he takes him his team and um, their desire to win over that of his own personal well-being and i feel like that is almost overlooked when everybody's like oh he was a 
he was a dick. And I'm like, mm, was he though? See, for me, dick wasn't the right word for Pippin. I never thought he was a dick. I found him to be pretty whiny throughout the series. Um, but I never, I never thought that he didn't care about the team as much as anybody. That to me was always apparent. I just felt like, like in terms of his contract, and we of course talked about this when we did the episode on those that that part of it. Um, I just feel like he didn't take responsibility for what was his really his own choice, right? Because Reisendorf told him not to sign the deal. He told him this is a bad deal for you. It's too long. Yeah. Um, the collective bargaining agreement expired during his contract, which would have, if he had assigned a shorter deal, would have allowed him to get in on the new bargaining agreement where the salaries went way, way, way up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I I never did, I never thought that he, like, it, it didn't surprise me to see him do that. Um, the thing I will say is that I... I, I know that that's a thing that, in general, we really applaud when players play through that kind of thing. But big picture, he was never the same. He had back problems for the rest yeah. of his career. And had he not played, he might have been able to play longer. So I guess in turn, for somebody like Scottie Pippen, it was the, the, the last of two three-peats. It probably was worth it. But yeah. I think... Sometimes we look at those situations and we go, yeah, of course a player should play through whatever it is without maybe thinking about what the bigger picture is for that specific player. Yeah, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Krauss never would have broke up the band and been pulled a Yoko, would they have won <laughs> a fourth straight title? Um. Or, or would have... Tim Duncan and David Robinson be too much for them, Matt? I want to say yes. I think he, they would have won a another title. Like, yeah, Tim Duncan and David Robinson, tweakishly good. Um, I mean, they still would have had to get through Indiana probably again. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and like, get like, to Tim Duncan and David Robinson. And like we just said, Scotty was never the same after that. I, I want to say I want to say that they would be able to because I feel like want like you look at Michael Jordan's um, stats from his time in the with the Wizards and people kind of like poo poo his time with the Wizards. No, he was still freakishly good. Like yeah. he's forty something putting up thirty five points a night. I'm like, come on, like how can you overlook that? Like when he was playing with them before he got injured, the Wizards had a legitimate chance at making the Eastern Conference Finals. They were looking spectacular. And then, of course, he got injured. So I feel like you have a younger MJ than the Wizards MJ. So he still has all that juice, all that ability. Paired with Rodman, who would still be on the team. And as we know from previously in the series, uh, Rodman and uh, MJ, when you pair them up together, they are still a force to be reckoned with. So even though Pippen might have been a little less Pippin-y. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why, but you paused and I was like, I, I knew that was coming. Pippin-y. Uh. Pippin-y. But they still would have totally kicked, you know, kicked ass. So, like, I think they probably could have gotten another title. But So, what I will say for my answer to that question is I think they could have, but I don't think it's a given. 
Oh it's, yeah, yeah, without a it, doubt, yeah. It's going to be a fight for them. Yeah, for sure. Because and, even their sixth was a massive fight, you know. So yeah, it was it was a fight. They didn't do any like the the first repeat. They were sweeping. They were sweeping series. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That didn't happen the second time. No, that around. definitely definitely did not. So and Jerry then pulls the Yoko actually, he blows up the team. In the end, who was more important then, Jerry Krause or Michael Jordan? Ooh, Jerry that's had a good question. Jerry had the ultimate power, right? He was able to say, "Yep, we're done." And other, unless Reisendorf, as the owner, had fired him, which obviously he wasn't going to do, he he had the final say, right? If it had been more today with more player empowerment and again with social media, I think mm. the backlash would have been so much that. Jerry Krause would have had to maybe reconsider it, but for the time period, he could do what he wanted, and he did. Did Reisendorf side with the wrong person, Matt? I I don't know, like, because I like he Jordan will believe what he believes, and he believes that <laughs> you know that no matter what happens, that team was finished. That the you know he was like yeah they could have offered everybody one year deal but they wouldn't weren't, weren't actually going to do that and I feel like in a way it was a smart business move to blow up the team because you have aging stars you have there's some unsavory points of view going on from Michael Jordan and from um, Scottie Pippen and like, you know, the, the media smells blood. And so they, they've been talking about it for the entirety of the season. And so I guess blowing up the team and rebuilding would have been a good way to get all that away from the team. But at the same time, I'm like one more, <laughs> you could have gone one more season, but yeah. That's the that see that's the interesting kind of pivot point to me with that era of the NBA compared to today, because it seems to me when Reisendorf was talking about it, he said, "Listen, their market value, the the bunch of them being stars, is going to be such that we are not going to be able to afford all of them on a new contract, and so why would we even try?" Whereas I think today the ownership would have the wherewithal to say, listen, to actually have a conversation with them and mm-hmm. say, listen, this is the situation. If you guys want to do it again, this is where the numbers work out. And I, it, it seems to me like that it didn't even occur to management to have that conversation with the players. And if they had, I feel like the way that Jordan feels about it, which is, we should have had at least had the chance to try and defend it again. And I agree with him in that. Like, mm-hmm. it, I can understand why it is so frustrating for him that they didn't even get the chance. And they didn't have that conversation. They could have had that conversation with the players saying, if you guys all want to come back, this is where the contracts fall. And I think just the mentality of ownership at the time and it kind of illustrates the difference between then and now where the players have so much more control over their careers 
Mm-hmm. I think nowadays that conversation would have happened and the players would have had the opportunity to say, yeah, we want to give it another go. We'll take the contract that you can offer us. I, ju- I just thought of a really burning hot take. Like, ooh, this is spicy. Um, if Jordan had come back for a, another season, if the whole team had come back for one more season and they had won that that extra season, that would be putting that those that bull dynasty in with the Celtics dynasty of the, what is it, when they won eight straight finals. They would be, yeah, they didn't win eight straight finals, but has there been any other team that has won four championships in a row? Yeah. You know, and that would definitely be, I don't think there would be a whole, is LeBron the GOAT or was Michael Jordan the GOAT when one of the guys has four straight championships? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... That's a hot take I agree with right there. That's some hot sauce I want on my nachos. <laughs> That's a hot take on the nachos I want. Yeah, All right. So there you go. <laughs> so there's the hot take. Well, now we'll get to the whole thing, the huge documentary. Jade, on a scale of 1 to 10, what'd you, what do you get? I will give it a 9. I'm not going to go all the way 10. So one of the things that you asked about the very first two episodes back five weeks ago now when we recorded that one was about the way that the timeline jumps around. And one and two episodes in, I was fine. But by the time it got to like the seventh and eighth episode, I had a really hard time keeping straight when things had happened because of all the bouncing around. So that's that's the only reason for me I can't give it a ten. Man, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm with Jade on that one because I don't I don't know if this is weird, um, but I was I watched all of the episodes while working out because I like to watch and listen to sports things when working out, and there were many times where I was like, wait, what year is this? Yeah, so I'd have to like rewind to be like, okay, so this is 1997. Okay, moving on. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you guys have to do it? Like I kind of understand why because. You're matching up the the, the three peats with the, you know each the, together and that kind of cool I guess but yeah just do it standardly please or you needed to keep the year superimposed like in the top right corner oh yeah do that. okay yeah just yeah something something as simple as that uh, do you think the documentarian did a good job at keeping it pretty biased? Or unbiased, or did you could could you tell like oh no this is this is Michael Jordan's thing? It's called the Last Dance, but it's more Michael Jordan's breakdance solo. Yeah, well here's the thing: we know that that Michael had the final say on the cut, right? This is common knowledge. We know that that's how it worked. I still find it super interesting how bad he came out looking. Um, yeah. In terms of the way he treated people and the way he treated his teammates when he had that. Um, but also, like in the media this week, Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen have been very vocal about how upset they are about how they were portrayed. So that's had me thinking, what was the stuff that they said that didn't make the cut? See, that I thought Horace Grant was so fine. I love yeah, Horace I didn't Grant. think anything about Horace Grant. Just, what, Hor- yeah. I don't know if you guys read this, but what Horace Grant has said, um, and this is a direct quote, I, I just read it today. He said that it's largely entertainment and 90% BS. Wow. I can kind of see that. 
He still has my favorite line of the entire series, which is just him talking about the Pistons, just saying, straight up bitches. Just that's <laughs> all he said. That's my favorite line in the entire thing. But, and then, Matt, was, was there anything, like, did anything shift your opinion on any player where you're like, I really hated this player, but now that I've got to see kind of the backstory of it all, oh, I actually really like this player now. Um, or vice versa. Or vice versa, too. Like, oh, I really like this player. Wow, he needs to shut up. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I got my, my, I don't know how it's changed, but my view on Jordan has changed. Like, before, I, I thought he was a hard-ass trash talk or a bit of an asshole <laughs> i don't know if i can say that you can bleep that out um <laughs> but 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 an amazing player you know the goat that's how i feel he is the goat fight me but um now it's almost like my image of him has become a little softer like you you gotta see him at certain points of the series human and and vulnerable and i know that he probably hates that certain scenes showed his his softer side but i'm like okay he wasn't just this this machine that could constantly score baskets and destroy dreams he was also (laughs) just a guy you know but i also but i loved the whole um because i I, oh it was so good because i really liked the whole bad boy pistons and the bulls and how many times they clashed and like and it was like, wow, they had a rivalry. Watching that, you're like, wow, they legitimately hated each other. <laughs> like, it wasn't just a rivalry. Like, they, they they probably would have fought if they came across each other in real life. <laughs> like, like it was it was hands-on side, basically. That may, yeah, I can understand that one 100% with that. So, okay, we got, finally hey, broke I, down. You what have to ask me that question. I have okay. to say <laughs> Question thrown back at you, Jade. So I've already discovered because I recorded Raptors Queens earlier today that this is a very unpopular opinion on that question of have things changed. Um, So coming into this, Michael Jordan was my GOAT as well. But I have revoked my personal Michael Jordan GOAT card because I have a hard time using the word great in the same name, in the same sentence as somebody who treated people as poorly as Michael Jordan did. I think greatness needs to be beyond what you do on the court. And in in Michael Jordan's case, yeah, he's got all the accolades. He's got the MVPs. He's got all-stars. He's got the rings. He is an all-time great basketball player. But for me, and we talked about this on Hardcore Honeys Presents hashtag NBA Twitter this, this week too, that um, greatness should be across the board. And so I no longer have an NBA GOAT. I probably will never have another one unless something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I I don't think, I think the word great is thrown around a bit too easily in our society. And I think my personal kind of belief system, especially as a leader, I've been a leader since I was 19 years old and I had my first management position and I was in charge of people twice my age. Like I've always 
had really high expectations and run a really tight ship and still been the person that people wanted to go for drinks with after work. So I know it can be done without being a bully. And I think if I'm going to call someone great, I need them to be great in the way that they treat other human beings. Can't just be my way or the highway. Exactly. I I, kind of my like I I haven't I've developed this idea, but I haven't really dived into it. I thought, why don't we have like greats of certain generations, like the goat of a certain generation, instead of trying to decide like who's the best of all time? Because I'm like right. And uh, when you put it that way, and I agree with that 100%. Because when you put it in that context, you realize you can't really compare. Like, you can't compare Wilt Chamberlain to Michael Jordan, to Bill Russell, to LeBron James, to Kobe. Like, they played in different eras. They played mm-hmm. with different teams. They played with different rules. Yeah. And so it doesn't really make sense to try and pick one all-time greatest NBA player. It, it, it's kind of a, a silly conversation if you really think about it. You could legitimately say that Bill Russell is the best because he has all these rings. Like, you know, like, come on. You could say like, that. You could see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he's got six rings. You could say Wilt because he scored 100, maybe, mm-hmm. asterisks. <laughs> and it still holds a whole bunch of records. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. Um, my, my, I got a question for you guys. Speaking of generations, I got a question. Russell Westbrook versus Bob Cousy. I got Bob Cousy. <laughs> 1960s Bob Cousy. Houdini. I'm trying to figure out how we went from all-time greats and last dance conversation and now what Russell Westbrook's name has been brought up. Like, Yeah, because I'm like, he's in neither of those categories. When you're bringing up the old Celtics, then I thought, oh, Bob Cousy. Then I thought, huh, let's have a very, very stiff-looking white guy dribble the ball like right in front of him. (laughs) Who's the most explosive player, one of the most explosive players in the league? Russell Westbrook, okay, let's see a foot race down the court between those two players, and let's see what happens. I'd pay $10 to see that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jay, Matt gets me. Matt gets me. Well, Matt's kind of curiosity. Before we get even more cra- any crazier, right now we're going to switch into our fast break questions. And for Matt... I'm going to break down so fast break questions i got a couple questions i have not told either you or jade you guys are just thinking off the top of your head i want to hear your hottest takes so question one matt we'll start with you steve kerr or john paxton Ooh, um paxton i'm gonna go with paxton i'm sorry Kerr, i love you and you are like Pax- coaching the dynasty but paxton paxton uh, Jade, who do you got? I'm going to take Steve Kerr for a non-basketball reason, uh, really. I'm taking Steve Kerr because my favorite moment in the entire documentary that I didn't know about before was the little story he told at the uh, parade. You never seen that? Bail him out again. And that was, to me, the most endearing thing I probably have ever seen. And I love Steve Curry even more now for that. So completely irrational pick for of Steve Curry. That has nothing to do with basketball. Oh no, I totally feel that pick. I because I'm Team Curry too. But okay, question two. We'll start with you, Jade. Uh, just overall greatest Michael Jordan moment. 
greatest Michael Jordan moment. This is not going to be one that most people are going to say because that's how I roll and I'm at peace with it. I, my favorite thing that he did in that whole thing was to tell Steve Kerr to, for him to disagree with Phil Jackson about the ball being in his hands, realize that it was not going to be the best thing, that he was going to get double teamed and be willing to, to pass the ball off to somebody else. And like we talked about earlier, someone who had not been performing at his potential for the entire finals. I think that's the best thing he did of anything that we saw. Okay. Uh, Matt, greatest Michael Jordan moment for you. Um, it has to be the, the shot. Like, you know, before Kawhi last year and his the shot, you say the shot, people instantly think Michael Jordan. Like, it's it's burned into the memories of NBA fans. Like, even if you didn't see the game live, you saw replays, and, like, it's just it's perfect. Just it's know that poetry, you know, you know. All right, so the shot, and then we got when Jordan said, screw you, Jackson, I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> All right. Last question, we're going to start off with you, Matt, since you're the guest today. Do you want to be like Mike? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, <feel. laughs> I know. I've been waiting to ask this question since week one, but I was like, <laughs> i got to wait till the end of it all. Do you want to like Mike? If I could be like Mike. I'm like, I, I can, maybe as a child, I'm like, yeah, I want to be Michael. I mean, my, Michael Jordan. But now I'm like, I feel like you, you watch him talk and I'm like, this might be a kind of sad hot take. How many friends does he actually have because of how he treated oh people? You know, like you got stacks of money and you got accolades and people are going to remember you for as long as the NBA is a thing. But how's your personal life doing, man? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, nobody talks in the in the in the uh, series. No, they they didn't talk about his first wife. Like that was swept under the rug pretty pretty uh, roughly. And um, I no one really, that. yeah, no one no, talked about no his lackluster parenting. Until the so last episode. you know, yeah. Like when you was... think about, we know that they they filmed the last two years of Kobe's career. You know his wife and his kids are going to be all over that documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. Um, Jade, do you want to be like Mike? Oh, yeah. Uh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> in the words of Kevin Garnett when he got signed back to the Timberwolves and they asked him, will we ever see you coaching? Hell no. Nah. H-E-L-L. <laughs> N-A-A-H. Hell nah. That what, so that's Jade, that's Jade's take. Hell nah. Yeah. Hell nah. <laughs> not, not, for any, not for anything. Nope. Yep. I will have to agree with both of you guys there. I do not want to be like Mike. I would rather be Charles Barkley, like he says in the Dream <laughs> Team documentary. I'd if rather I could be, be Charles Barkley with one championship, that'd be perfect. That would be perfect. That is such a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would love being you if you had a title. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up the thing that r- just rains on my parade for my entire life. Or uh, yeah, because like Shaq brings it up every other episode. So like, come on. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, we got to have all those 
discussions on the last dance. Now, Jade, we got to start figuring out something new. That's so, what I was just going to say. I don't know what we're going to talk about. If you guys got any ideas, don't afraid to hashtag us out on Twitter, Hardcore Honeys. Um, do hashtag new ideas. We'll be coming up with something. But if you guys have a take or an idea that you guys want us to do, we'll do it. We'll give you a shout out on the on the podcast and everything. Um, we'll still be getting you the contact content, but it's it's going to be a challenge. But we're going to challenge channel our inner Jordan in right now, right, Jade? Inner Jordans. Yeah, sure. but better. Even though I said hell no, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mentality, mentality, not lifestyle, not no. I, I don't, don't want that. Jordan's mentality. I got my own. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> fine. You know what, Jade? I'm not comfortable what we're doing next week. That's something. Okay, <laughs> listeners, thank honeys, hunks. Once again, thank you. Follow us, like us, and usually don't do this, but give us a review. You can always like that, right? Perfect. See you guys later. <laughs>